You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. When the cat's away, the mice will play. Matt Warner is out of the office, which means anything goes with Joe and I leading the show this week. Men's basketball assistant coach Rob Jones is in the studio to talk a little Flames hoops and how they will bounce back from their first loss in ASUN play. Let's have some fun. It's the Flame Central Podcast, and it's powered by Alcova Mortgage. All right, today's show is going to be fun. As you can see, Matt Warner, eh, not here. The show still goes on. <laughs> the show still goes on. One of my favorite sayings, when the cat's away, the mice will play, or they'll go home early and you, come in late, you know, you know to what, the office. Time. Last time when I didn't come to the Flame Central Park, the one time that I missed, right? You guys ragged on me the entire time. That's what we plan to do with Matt. Thank you. Okay, we have also replaced Matt Warner with, oh. you know, some top talent. Men's basketball assistant coach Rob Jones joins the show. So pumped to have you on the Flame Central podcast, which I don't know if you just want to say into the camera now is oh, yeah. powered oh, coach, by Alcova Mortgage. Oh, coach, this is a big deal. It's a big coach. Powered <laughs> by Alcova Mortgage. Thank you, coach. So, yes, just you wanted another, to get that out of the, the way. You're the fourth coach to, to do that. I know. Your, your business right. is booming, it sounds I'll tell like. tell you what. We'll talk about how you can get in touch. Flame Central podcast has been good, too. Right. We'll tell you how to get in touch with Joe in just a moment. But first, coach. Coming back from Eastern Kentucky, you guys weren't able to close that one out. Just talk yeah. about that game in general. Well, first off, thanks for having me on. Really, really appreciate that. We heard you're I, that you're a listener, Coach. I, I am a listener, uh, <laughs> loyal listener. So, a loyal uh, listener. Short time, but, but loyal in my <laughs> yeah. short time. Yeah. So, no, I, I've, I've enjoyed watching you guys. And I, I have to say, I know Matt is away, but I have such a great respect for Matt that I feel bad, like, you guys are throwing a party in the house, and I, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be here it. or not. Oh, so. Yeah, don't worry Come about on. it. Take your <laughs> shoes off. No. Come in the house. Yeah. There you go. Matt, Matt. Grab a sparkling water. Yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> grab a sparkling water. Shake it out first. Have, there we go. No, but thank, you don't need to worry about Matt. Thanks, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, traveling back from the game yesterday, dropped a tough one on the road. Um, it was a great experience for us. You know, mm -hmm. it, throughout the course of the season, you're going to face – trials, adversity, all these things. It's about taking those lessons and then figuring out how that's going to make you better in the long run. So obviously road games to come, road games against good teams, um, road games even when or games period when when your health is not exactly where it needs to be. Um, and then you got to try to overcome some things. We didn't shoot the ball well yesterday. Mm -hmm. So how do we win a game that looks a little bit different from a normal game for us? Yeah, you guys were four of 23 from mm -hmm. three. And I mean, you guys are one of the best three-point shooting teams yeah. in the country. So that really, right there, I mean, you make a couple more of those shots. The final score, um, I lost know. Lost by three. Lost yeah. by three. So, I mean, you yep. make a couple more of those shots, and it's just a completely different ball game. But mm -hmm. um, just talk about this team in general. Because when you, when you look at how well you guys were clicking in those mm -hmm. first few A-Sun games, yeah. everybody just thinks you guys are going to go undefeated in conference play. But that's just not how it works with yeah. college basketball, especially in conference play. Sure. That's just not the reality that you're going to be able to sustain that over, over such a long period of time. So, again, it's about trying to figure out the ways that you can overcome the, the minor hiccups along mm -hmm. the way. And, and again, I thought we did some really good things yesterday. We dug ourselves a hole a couple different times. 
we were able to battle back and really gave ourselves a great chance at the you end. You guys did, yeah. Um, and so that, That again, fight's good, though, yeah, you know, to yeah. have that fight early in the season. Yeah, and you want to do that, again, on the road. The whistle's a little bit different. Your, mm -hmm. The atmosphere's different. Um, the broadcast is yeah. different. The broadcast is very different. Yeah. Uh, but we're, you know, proud of the guys in in how we approached it and how we were trying to figure figure things out as the as the course of the game goes on. Um, again, you, you talk about the number of... Uh, only making four threes. Well, even in going back and reviewing the film, you know, a lot of times we're we're judging it as what is the quality of the shot. Right. And and you know, honestly, we, we had really good looks. Um, some nights you're not going to make it at the same clip that you do on other nights. And um, you know, so that's again trying to evaluate it from the standpoint of did we get really good looks? And we did. Coach, do you when you get games like that where you feel as if like do you get a general feel like man, we're cold from outside tonight, right? Mm -hmm. It's just not fall. It's just not our – It's throughout the course of the game, you get to feel like, hey, we're, we're – do you just sort of try to fight through that and, like you said, take the good looks that you're given? Or do you try to change your game plan within a game, say, hey, we're not hitting the three right now. Let's try to work the ball inside and get closer looks to the basket, so on and so forth. Or do you just let it roll with it and – if you hit him, you hit him as long as you're just getting the good looks. How do you approach that? Coach, just to let you know, I sent him a list of questions. He's not really familiar with basketball. He's usually our oh, football guy. No, no, this is guy. not true. So I this sent is, him that question once, once to again, ask. We always have to correct you. This, no, you did not send me that question. That question just came right. You, I Coach, just gave you the box score, Joe Just, just want to let you know that I was the former JV basketball coach at William Campbell High School. Yes, I was. And you should have seen how he got fired. It was oh. so, I mean, headline news. Hey, we won 10 <laughs> games that year. We won we won 10 ball games that year. And coached and coached coach my son. Coach is getting uncomfortable. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, no. I'm, and my son's a college basketball coach. <laughs> yes. I well, it, Joe, but back to the question. On Joe, the, fan, fantastic question. Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> that did not come from Emily Austin, by the way. <laughs> but it, to answer the question, and I, and I do think that as a team, you uh, you play as as to how you practice. You 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 make the adjustments in what you do every single day, and you really commit to that. And so, who we are offensively as a team is we're going to take what the defense gives us, and then we're going to try to exploit the weaknesses of the defense. So, when you're not making perimeter shots, yeah, you do try to attack um, some weaknesses, maybe in some different areas, but you're not going to stop shooting those perimeter shots completely you know you want the right shooters taking those taking those shots and getting good looks and again I think if anyone would have said you know Darius had a really good look late in the game and What'd you, you know it, right? exactly oh, it's like 100%, yeah. if you right? if you ask that question at the beginning of the game and you just pause it when he catches the ball in in watching the film you know and say hey yeah. is this a good shot everyone in the gym would say yes. Yeah. Well, everybody that's rooting for Liberty. Right. So, you know, that, that would say. I think even people that aren't rooting yeah, for Liberty yeah, yeah. know the deal. With and, and so, again, that's the same way. And we really try to empower the guys in that way to, you know, we want them to be very confident in that way. If Darius were to miss five in a row, everyone believes that sixth Six is going, going in. in. Yeah, Brody, that's the Brody Peebles is the same right way. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like those guys, three, yeah. exactly. It's like we... Uh, if there was if there was one thing that I would say, you know, is like, you know, Brody had a look in front of our bench after he had missed a couple, and it's like, 
take that one. Right. You know, that's that's the right, right that's the right, right shot. You know, that's the you're a great shooter. We believe in you mm -hmm. in every way. Take that shot. But right. do you, you change know? do you change from I know in basketball I always say like, hey, if you get a little bit cold as a shooter, like get to the free throw line. Yes. Right. So do yeah. you do you like focus on guys that say, okay, you may have a decent look right here, but if you can drive and try to get fouled and get to the free throw line, get yep. your touch back from there. Is that a pretty yes. pretty common? Yes, for you? so much of what we do is is trying to get a piece of the paint, like trying to get in there, trying to attack. You know, the numbers would support the fact that once the ball goes into the paint and then is sprayed yeah. out to the perimeter, those are higher percentage shots for anybody, not just great shooters like Darius and Brody, but anybody. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. that becomes an emphasis. And anytime that you can get an easy one, if you can get one around the rim, Take if you get fouled and you're able to get to the free throw line, there is something about it. There's not a scientific equation to yeah. it, but there's something about seeing the ball go in the basket that really frees sure. you up in, in, uh, in the rhythm of the game. Sure. Coach, this is your first season with the Flames. Um, as far as the pack line defense, I know mm -hmm. it takes a little bit of time yeah. for players to grasp that, a um, sure. couple years. For a coach, what have you done and how much time, what did you need to do to, in order to grasp that pack line defense? And what do you? Who, who are you leaning on to still learn some of the, yeah. the details? Yeah, uh, leaning on the entire staff in that way. And quite honestly, our players. Like, mm -hmm. they do a great job. You know, a lot of times it comes down to there. It might be a terminology piece of saying, hey, what, what do we call that? You know, mm -hmm. I, I know I know what I've called that in the past, but what do we call that? How do we phrase that? And um, but also Joe Pierre is, is really the backbone of of kind of the the defensive formation, the defensive teaching. He's done a tremendous job. He's the best. Yeah, He's Joe awesome. is great. There is a he has such a passion about him. And he has a tremendous passion for the defense and is, has been great in, in helping me out all along the way. It's, it's awesome to see him because I'm sitting right there on the scorer's table. So he's like really two people next to me. And you just see Coach McKay sometimes because Pierre gets fired yeah, up when yeah. I have about the guys on the defensive end. So he'll be yelling and Coach McKay will look and just be like, like Stop you it. know, like chill out, relax. <laughs> but he just, you can tell that yeah. that fire is inside him. Yeah. What, so, what's your area of expertise on the, on the staff? Uh, you know, I've been asked that a couple of times, and and I think that uh, you should probably ask other people to, <laughs> to get that. I don't know that I can give you a great answer, um, but I'm really focused on the growth of our of our team. And whether that's off the court, on the court, offensively, defensively, uh, I love to see growth in our Player guys. Yeah. And I think that, again, that's a unique part of, of the Liberty program is that it it's not just the player development, it's whole person development. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a, that's a passion of mine. So if, if there were an area that I wanted to be an expert in, it would be, it would be the growth development, that whole nice. person development piece. Nice. What's your, what's your relationship with coach McKay in order to come here? Yeah. So got to, I've known him professionally. I was at the <laughs> university of Richmond for 17 years. And so I've known coach by seeing him on the road, you know, whether it's recruiting or travel and all this stuff. And I've, I've seen him and we, we talked several times over the years, but within the past three years, um, we started talking a little bit more regularly and I would have considered him a, a mentor and still do yeah. in that way. And so we would call and, you know, first conversation, we probably talked a lot about basketball, a lot about defense. Second conversation, it was probably a little bit more about leadership. And then as it went on and we started talking about faith, and so it was everything from, from basketball to team leadership to faith walk and all those pieces. And so we became friends throughout that process. And so during that time, um, 
is when the, the transition happened. There was an opening on yeah. his staff, and we ended up talking, having a conversation at the Final Four following the season. And, you know, lo and behold, it ended up being an interview. I don't think I looked at it that way. <laughs> well, I don't think <laughs> I didn't think he did necessarily either. It was more of a conversation. And I think both of us expected it to be about a half-hour conversation. And about two and a half hours later, oh, it wow. was one of those things where – it was kind of like, you know what? There's a lot of alignment here. Mm-hmm. And and so that was, and then that became a very prayerful process for, yeah. with, with myself and my wife and in and, and making that decision. You're so that's kind of, yeah, 17 wonderful yeah. years. And, and I love the people there, still have great relationships with them. I, I always tell people, I'm really fortunate in the sense that I've been a part of, you know, two awesome yeah. programs mm-hmm. and, and, and really great people. And so I, I feel really fortunate in that regard. Wow, God is good. And it's nice that you only had to move from down the street. You yeah, know, yeah, a couple hours, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah going cross country yeah. or something. Um, some of the guys, when I asked, um, I was doing a sideline hit, and I was just asking some of the guys, like, tell me about Coach Jones. Like, well, how would you describe him? Uh-oh. A lot of them were talking about, like, talkative. Mm. You know, I work with um, a guy once a week on this podcast that just does not stop talking. <laughs> um, if that's in the pot, <laughs> call the kettle black. <laughs> I know, I really don't stop talking. But um, how would you describe, like, like your coaching style and why do you talk so much? Mm. You, you know, that's, that's really funny. I, I, I don't know that I, I don't know that anyone that that knows me outside of basketball would ever be like he's the most talkative person. But not um, in a bad way. I'm no, not no, no, to no, 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 no. I'm saying like in a good no, way. Like and they, they, I, I can, I can a add to this. Fantastic communicator. That's hey, why. Well, I, I take over, that. Like no, overly I, communicate things, but like very clearly. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I was just kind of. No, no, no. No I, one laughed. I, I was actually a joke. Like back when I was saying it. But yeah, go ahead, Coach. I take it as a as a tremendous compliment because the thing that that I most desire that when we come into the gym on a on a daily basis is that we would be excited to be there and that we would have a tremendous passion that we can share with our players. And there is just an excitement. There are days you're going to have a, anywhere from 90 to 100 practices throughout the season. Like the season really doesn't end. You know, once the season, once the game's Not in, today's you, go, game. <laughs> you go into your spring yeah. workouts, you're off a couple right. weeks, you go into your summer workouts, you're it's off for a couple round. weeks. You know, it is. And if we can't have a tremendous amount of, of joy and passion in doing that, then it's not going to be the same. It's it's not going to be what it could be. And so um, a lot of my, I, I call it baseball chatter, you know, mm-hmm. hey, batter, batter. You know, sometimes you're just saying things just to be able to have a little bit of joy, a little bit of passion, a little bit of something that will lead to engagement. And I think that even when our guys are going through like pre-practice stretching, sometimes that can become very monotonous. Mm-hmm. And and so part of my, maybe it's silly, but like part of my uh, enjoyment there is just going down the line and just talking to guys and, and keeping them engaged. And it's just like echoing the call and just talking. I think that, again, the more that you, when you're on the court, offensively, defensively, the more that you talk your voice, like your body will follow your voice. And so mm-hmm. if you can lead and say the right things, a lot of times your body's going to follow that. And so that's probably the heart of, of that, that communication piece. How, how hard is it? And you get no season. Basketball season's a grind. Yeah. I mean, yeah. from when camp starts to all the way through the end of the season, and play, all, everything, it's a grind. How hard is it and what do you do to try to overcome the ebb and flows of, of a season where mm. it's like, man, we had a bad shoot night or we played yeah. poor defense this night. It's like, you know, you have an expectation as a coach. Like you always want to see the guys play well. 
but there's going to be games or a stretch where it doesn't go so well. So what yeah. what do you do to try to to straighten the ship back out and 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 get the train back on the track? Yeah, love the mundane, love yeah. the consistency, mm. love it. like if if you don't, it'll it'll eat you up. And I think you'll fall into the ebbs and flows. Like the game naturally has some ebbs and flows and some rhythms to it. Game of but, runs. Yeah, game of <laughs> runs. And and you know here we are as a team that statistically in the country, you know, they, they track 10-0 runs. And we're like one of the top three teams in the country in mm-hmm. 10-0 runs uh-huh. in a good way. And, yeah. and so you talk about the rhythm and, and, well, how do you get those? You don't get those just by hoping it works. Like you get those through the daily pursuit of what you're trying to do. We talk about it all the day, like, you know, all the time of like what we do every day is, is way more important than the things that we do every once in a while. And so it's the commitment to that consistency. And I think that, again, when it goes back to the voice and the communication, if, if we want that from our players, we have to model that. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we want to be consistent in our voice and in our passion, our energy, that's got to start when we're stretching at the very beginning of practice. Mm-hmm. And so um, that is probably one of the things, maybe a weird thing about me is I love the monotonous. I love the mundane. I love the the routine of over and over and over. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. You've been a great farmer, Coach. So, wow. You've that been sounds a great farmer. really that's boring. Right. I love it. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm that's kidding. great. I'm kidding. I, so now, with, with, uh, here's a, this, this is another question that Emily did not text me. Okay. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, she said she texted me. He just question. found this, out we had a minute. This, this, yeah. this is going to be No, good. no, no. This is, this is interesting because I love this kind of stuff, right? The, and this, the mundane boring. No, the mundane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All Alcova mortgage, you got to get through the mundane. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I could it, never do that job. Yeah. Um, is the yeah. analytic side. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've got, I know in football, like analytics plays a big issue. I know, a big part of it. Yeah. I know, you know, the only guy that I know really from the basketball, Brad Stevens, made mm-hmm. the analytics side of things become yeah. so big. From the analytic side with your staff, how much, like, I believe in the analytics in any sport, mm-hmm. right, obviously, but there's also the emotional side. There's the the flow of the game yeah. side, like sort of what's happening side where it might step out outside the box of what the analytics say to do. Mm-hmm. How much does analytics with your staff factor into your game planning or within the game and how much of it is what's the balance there I guess is what I'm trying to ask yeah. between how to emotionally play a game and the flow of the game compared to this is what the analytics say yeah well I think the the, the key word of what you said there's balance I think that there is a balance between the numbers and the emotion I think there's a balance between you know what you you talked about it earlier if if you're not making shots from the perimeter how do you try to change the emphasis to, to get it to the basket, to try to see one go in, to try to get to the free throw line? And so I do, I think there is a balance there with the numbers. In terms of how we look at it as a staff, I think each of us probably rely on the numbers a little bit differently. Um, and at the end of the day, there are so many things that are tracked, you, you can't, you can't yeah, follow everything, yeah, you know, so, so you're, sure. yeah, so you're picking and choosing a little bit as to what ones are probably most important to you. Do you and, go into games knowing what those are? Yeah. So you have like, okay, for this game with these matchups we have, these mm-hmm. are the three analytics for whatever it is that we're really going to hang our hat on tonight. Yeah, there's always going to be offensively and defensively, there are going to be keys to the game. And so a lot of times, if you're going to have a key emphasis to the game, it's important to be able to measure that in some way. And sometimes whether it's, um, you know, whether it's turnovers or, or whether it's a uh, percentage of rebounding, 
you know, there are going to be things that will that will stand out to you from game to game. But then also, you know, you talked about the, you know, the routine of who we are as a team. There are going to be things that are really important to us. Shot quality is really important to yeah. us, you know, in, in, in trying to say we're not going to, um, you know, you talked about the defense and, and talk about the formation of it. We're not going to, well, the they scored, we're going to change everything. Right. No, it's it's very much about who we are and being disciplined and who we are and continuing to do that. And sometimes you've just got to do it a little bit better. Right. You know, we talk about like early in the season, um, you, we talked about the the Southern Miss game and we lost that game and, and they played really well and um, – did Probably. You, no, I'm, not, I'm not making a joke. No, that that yeah, game, I don't know if you know what happened, but I, exactly. Okay. That's the one I'm where just, you guys won the 28-0 run yeah, or whatever. You're yeah, way down. Yeah. And Matt, we had a game to call the next day for football. Yes. And Matt came in and his voice was because he was got so fired up <laughs> yeah. during that game, he was worried about his voice. And then he pulled it off because he's a pro. Yeah. Uh, well, you talk about a game of runs. You talk about like right. it from that standpoint. Well, one of the things that I wanted to point out is that they were they were making some really really tough shots, and it wasn't necessarily that our that our defense was uh, totally undone. It was guys were making tough shots, and so one of the themes in talking about that game the next day was talking about you know oftentimes you're you're not that far off from being successful at what you're doing. So you're fighting for an inch. You know, baseball is often yeah. talked about being a game of inches, football game of inch, all this stuff. Basketball, very much the same way. So you're talking about whether it's a great contest of a shot, whether a guy makes a shot or misses a shot, often it comes down to just an inch here or there. So we talk about it just fighting for that inch. You know, and, and the more you don't, you know, don't worry so much about the outcome. We've had games this season where we played – we played great defense and a guy banks in a shot at the end of the end of the shot clock and you're like, well, was that a good defensive possession? Well, it, it still yeah, was. Sure. You know, you 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 want the result to be a little bit different. Okay, so how are we gonna change that? Yeah. Fight for that inch, you know? Yeah. So last yesterday, I know you guys walked away with a loss, mm -hmm. but like you said earlier, there are lessons sure. in losing, right? Yeah. Um I don't know how to phrase this question because you don't want to peak at the wrong time in college basketball. Mm -hmm. So, it, like, what is the concern or how important it is, is it to make sure that, yes, you guys are playing the way you want to play in early yeah. January, but you really want to be super connected in late February yeah. and not to lose that along the way. Mm hmm so yeah. so how do you <laughs> how do you not play too well too early? Yeah. I mean, does that make does that that sounds like a stupid question. Joe, don't look at him like, oh my gosh, I can't nah, believe she just asked it's that. A, it's a it's tremendous a question. question. No, it's, it's a, a great it, question. it's a tremendous yeah. question. Joe you know, sent me that one. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I texted her that way over here. Don't ask him this, please. Well, and I think that um, when the daily pursuit is consistency, when the daily pursuit is, is about being the best version of ourselves, then you're hoping that the, the daily wins out. And so it's not about, well, we're not trying to peak at a certain time. We're trying to be the best version and we wanna keep moving right, forward. Right. And so you talked about like every, every you know, failure or ad adversity, every setback, that, it, that is an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to grow. And so that gives us, and especially if you frame it right in terms of your your mental ability to be able to handle that, like your your mindset of being able to handle, like there's oftentimes a loss can devastate you. Well, if you're not going to learn from that until you get over the devastation, right. until the, the until side. yeah, it's like mm -hmm. emotion gets in the way mm -hmm. of of growth. Mm -hmm. Emotion gets in the way of learning. So 
again, our guys are in a really good mental space. I was really proud of, of how our guys were in the locker room following the game. Like they were, there were guys that were, that were eager to learn from that experience. And they were, you know, whether it was ownership or, you know, all these different things. And I thought that's a really good sign that's because great. I think that it, in times where, where things are tough and it doesn't go your way, it's easy to become emotional and all of a sudden you see these small fractures within a team. Mm -hmm. That's not what we saw yesterday. Good. We didn't play as well as we wanted to, um, but I saw a group that was, um, that was as committed as ever to each other mm -hmm. and, and to the process of, of getting better. So with all that being said, all the Flames Central Podcast fans that are going to be watching and listening to this now, what do you feel the ceiling for this basketball team is? When you look yeah. at this team, is this a team that can make one heck of a run? Um, is it – tell us, tell us. If you're a fan right now, what what do we have to – to look forward to with this team. Yeah, I'm going to give you a terrible answer. Yeah, you're going to give me that. <laughs> you're going to give me that can answer. No. Yeah. We're in the daily grind. It's McKay I want to hear off on him I want to hear you say cuz this team right here is a final four team and we're going to make it happen <laughs> this year. McKay it's would, a sweet 16 team. You know, this is a sweet 16 team. So I'll, I'll back up. So the the year that one of the years that Butler went to the national championship. Oh, we're going to the Natty, so baby. Butler <laughs> was uh um, didn't didn't phase him. Did you see that? I, I said, we're going to that, and he just kept on rolling. I know. He just kept on rolling. Matt, Matt texted him and told him yeah, just, just anything keep, they just, say. Any, when, when Joe start, tries to interrupt <laughs> you, just keep talking right through it. Just talk right through Sorry, Coach. Go ahead. No problem. Uh, but <laughs> Our audio guy hates when we talk over each One other. of the years that, that Butler went to the national championship, um, 10, 12 games into the season, you know, they were, they were just a couple games above 500. They had just lost a couple games on the road that were, you know, games they, they should have won. Right. And – I don't think anyone would have said at that point in time, well, that's a team that's going to play for a national championship. Yeah. And and so the honest answer to the question is, I, I can't tell you. I, I really like our locker room. I really like our guys. I think our our talent, our potential is really good. Yeah, that's um, what I mean more than anything. It's like need, do you, the pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, do you feel like from size to go, yeah. that you've got, yeah. like this group right here has yeah. got the good pieces together, the depth of the bench, yeah. so on. So you feel as if you're, you, you've are you got that. There is. There's yeah. there's good depth. Uh, I like our depth. I, I like our our connectedness as a team is, is really important to how we play. And I like our balance of offense and defensive attack. I think that, you know, you need health to be on your side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you need – you know, you need a little bit of momentum, and, and obviously you control a lot of those things, but we do need to play. You talk about peaking. We do need to be playing our best basketball, you know, come March. Yeah. And and that that's the only way that you get there, again, by who we are, is that daily pursuit and that mm -hmm. consistency. And then being able to, at the end of the day, being able to play with a free mind, a clear mind. And, and our guys are, again, they're doing an excellent job of that. There's so much that I can say about each one of these guys, but I will tell you, just seeing some of the dunks and like reactions from Zach Cleveland, yeah. it's just, I mean, you got to get to a game, Joe. He's like tongue oh, out, <laughs> like firing up the bench. Well, yeah, like yeah. it is just. Go ahead, keep this. Yeah. I'm sorry. So like he's so fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, you can say that about like all these guys because you have yeah. Warfield like diving after loose balls. You have Darius mm. like taking half court shots, just stepping up and tremendous. You know, yeah. Throwing it down. It's just, it, it is a really cool team. I don't know if you want to talk about like some NFL stuff, but we will let you go. I have one more semi serious question. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, because you're on Zach Cleveland. Go ahead. You're on Zach, Zach Cleveland. Cleveland. Right? I didn't know so if you knew who he was. He's a so, 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 did you go again? 
<laughs> Just stop. Stop, mother. Stop. Um, Zach Cleveland. So mm -hmm. I go to the game. It was one of your early season games, right? And I always joke on here about how we send, I send Matt like Instagram reels all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like, he'd be like, it's five in the morning. I get an Instagram reel from Joe. And it's always <laughs> funny stuff, right? And so I go to the, I go to the, uh, to the game and I see Zach Cleveland for the first time. And I, he goes, right, right as I see him for the first time, I go, that's the Yo Cheetah guy. He's the Yo Cheetah guy. I don't know. So, yeah, is. I know you don't know me. There's going to be a few people. I'm not know. on this. So, if you go, oh, and if you go I'm, I'm not familiar either. If you so. go, I know. No, very people. If you go on Instagram and you look at the Yo Cheetah guy, you're gonna be, his videos are hilarious. So, basically, he's got a cheetah puppet, right? <laughs> and the cheetah's like, Yo Cheetah. And then the cheetah puppet pops up around the corner. And the cheetah's like, super cool. He's like, What's up? Right? And so, <laughs> then the idea. So, Zach it, is the cheetah? Zach, no, no. Zach looks like the oh, guy who okay. says Yo Cheetah. I got right? you. So, he's the okay. main I'm guy. So okay. Sorry. So, Zach. Looks like the Yochita guy, and and then what they do in the videos is it's like cooking videos. So they mix like, hey, Aunt Beth's coming over for some tacos, and she's like, hey, I got you hooked up. Here we go. And then they do they you mix it up and they rap. They rap while they do the they make all the stuff. They're hilarious. Okay, so right. If, so Zach probably... Cleveland is a Yochita, Yochita guy. Well, I'll say this about Zach. <laughs> like he's he is an incredible he's his passion is evident in yeah. the way that he plays he has a tremendous sense of humor he is absolutely hilarious great, great. So, so tell him to go he Joe needs to do a video on your, he an probably coach? can't I, I don't well maybe i'm not even sure like <laughs> i'm not much I of a will social let media you know, guy he'll find you joe okay. will find you and i will show you how to mute the conversation mm, because okay. you're not gonna want he'll start sending you these non-stop he just uh, they're good man yeah, even yeah, this, they're he, funny you know, boundaries yeah. Uh, well, on a on a serious note, I, I would love to say this about Zach and you mentioned Isaiah and like all of our guys, it, they they really have tremendous strengths in all different areas. And ultimately, when we're the best that we can be as a team, mm -hmm. they complement each other oh, so yeah. well, and and they support each other so well. Like you see, when Zach gets one of those dunks, the entire bench is electric, and oh, yeah. and they're just so excited for him. The, those guys in particular, Zach and Isaiah, bring a passion. Joseph in the same boat. They yeah, bring it. Yeah, Vinzan's like yeah. crashing the offensive boards like yeah. harder than any guard I've ever seen. Yeah. Who's the He's unsung just... hero for the Flames? The guy doesn't get a lot of the credit, but does Kyle a lot of the Rowe, right? Well, I would say, Kyle. yeah, I could, I could probably tell you, you know, but 15 really guys. Four, yeah. But Kyle Rhodes, incredible. Like he, his leadership is is really special, mm -hmm. and I think that oftentimes because he is so consistent in who he is his everyday leadership, his everyday voice, that sometimes you can almost take it for granted. And he's special, like mm -hmm. in, in his ability to communicate to his teammates, whether it's in game, whether it's in practice. Um, so he probably has a greater value to our team than what the numbers would say. Yeah. So you talk yeah. about analytics and you say, yeah. well, Darius is obviously really valuable because of this, this, and this. And all those things are true. Uh, some of the things that Kyle Rode does are not you can't measure them. They're not a statistical thing, mm -hmm. but they are unbelievably important. Every team. successful team, I feel like, needs a Kyle Rose. No question. You know? yep. um, okay, last semi-serious one for me. Um, on my walk with Stanley. Stanley's my dog, mm -hmm. not my fiance. Yeah. Um, Stanley's a big boy, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. on a diet. He's, so he literally lessons. just hangs his head now because he's so mm. depressed that he's not eating as much. But um, <laughs> on my walk with him this morning... I do like a mindfulness thing and it's, it was about failure and like mm. how important failure is. And we talked a little bit about that already. I'm curious yeah. though, because in my personal life or my life, you know, in my journey, I feel like the lessons I learned from my failures yeah. completely without question outweigh the like 
lessons I learned from getting some, doing something successful. Yeah. So my question to you is, has there been a moment in your life, whether it's basketball related or not, that there was a failure that, um, and what was the lesson that you took away from that, that yeah. you like maybe bring into your coaching? Boy, you really know how to bring a guy up, don't oh. you? Like, uh, uh, <laughs> no, that's no, good because I, I think it's really important. People focus so much on success and yeah. you know, you never know what anybody's yeah. going through. I mean, Joe, I he mean, wants to be grouchier this year. So I'm just trying to- <laughs> A little bit more cranky. I did cranky. say that's my New Year's resolution. Yeah, Too nice of a guy, cranky. a little more cranky. Yeah. Go ahead, coach. The, yeah, the ability to handle failure, if you handle it correctly, it'll take you to a place you never could have gone without it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so true in life, so true in sport. And I, I think there's, a, again, I, I talk, you know, the whole person coaching, like we can incorporate all the lessons that we're learning in basketball. They're going to apply in life as well and, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think there were, there's been many failures uh, through, throughout my career. I meant like uh, a loss. No, 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 no. Like but but also there have been, um, we had a lot of success at Richmond. Mm -hmm. and And I think that one of the things that that propelled us to get to the success that we had were the hard times. Like right. we had we had two different stints. Again, over a 17 year period, you're gonna go through some highs and lows. And we had two different stints where we were playing a very young roster. And youth in college basketball, it's hard to win, especially hard to win on the road, hard to win in, in conference. And so we had we had a back to back 20 loss season. And so we lost 20 games back-to-back -back seasons. Ouch. And, and so we were able, some of that was, some of that was injury related. And so there were some factors, yeah. but nonetheless, we were young. All those guys stayed together and kept growing and kept getting better. And by the time that those guys were juniors and seniors, we're talking top 25, sweet 16, wow, NCAA chills. tournament. That's so, awful. you know, you talk about uh, as, as certainly from a worldly perspective, if you, a 20 loss season, everyone said, well, that's failure. That's ultimate failure. Well, we were able to take that and take those lessons and to grow in a way that we wouldn't have been able to grow without those experiences. Yeah, and so awesome. that, that's probably the that's closest awesome. thing I can give you on that. See, yeah. I got a cool story time. Oh, gosh. Can we do okay. story time? Yeah, but we got to let coach go, so be quick. Uh, he well, it's a little bit long, but it's good. Coach Joe, I enjoy, no, I enjoy your stories. Coach, thank oh, yeah. you. <laughs> See? But no, you're going to like this one. <laughs> you're going to like coach. You're going to like, so you're going to, you, you could, you have, you can use this one. <laughs> If you want me to come talk team, I'll be glad to do it too. But this is good. And I use this when I coached. Okay. So my a lot I played football at the University of North Carolina. A lot of my guys I played with went to go on to play with this. My college roommate played for San Diego Chargers. Uh, we were good friends with Bobby Bethard, who's in the Hall of Fame, uh, as a GM. He was a GM with the Redskins that won the Super Bowl. He hired my brother to be a scout with the San Diego Chargers. So my mm -hmm. brother's working in San Diego. I was playing the CFL all the time. I, after my, because it's so cold in Canada, I would go straight to San Diego after the season was over and hang out with all my buddies. My brother's out there. So we're walking down the hallway, getting ready to go. And this is going to all tie into what, he's, what we've been talking about. I'm hoping so. It's good. It's good. good. It's really good. And so we're walking down the hallway. We're, Jim said, let's go see Bobby. So we're right down the hallway. And I'm like, man, I'm like, this is cool. Like, I'm getting ready to go into Bobby Bethard's office. Like, and I grew up a Washington Redskins fan. Joe Gibbs was our was actually our next door neighbor. And so I was friends with wow. his son, JD, and uh, Coy and that whole crew. And uh, and so we're walking down. I'm like, this is gonna be cool. He's gonna have all the Redskins stuff in there, Super Bowl rings, all these super all the stuff. He's like, this would be a great office, GM of the San Diego Chargers. So we walk in the office and look around, and all that's in the office is a desk, a chair, and there's nothing on the walls. Nothing. Right? And I'm like, and there's paper scattered everywhere, right? And Bobby's behind the desk. We had one thing in a picture frame behind the desk, behind his desk. He had this one thing. And I'm like, wow, what, 
is that? So I walked over and I looked at it. And all it said, and here's a guy who's a multiple Super Bowl winner, best GM in the NFL. And all it said was, and I use this for my business, I use this for uh, coaching. It just said, persistence. The most essential factor is persistence. The determination to never allow your energy or enthusiasm to be dampened by the discouragement that will inevitably come. Mm. And that's Love your it. TED Talk, folks. And that's your TED Talk. That's Love your it. TED Talk. That's tremendous. If you want to use that's, that that's tomorrow tremendous. or no, tonight. Because no matter, no matter what, everything, no matter what happens, good or bad, the, the discouragement is going to come. It's not that it will yep. inevitably come. Don't allow your energy or your enthusiasm to be changed by that. Be persistent, and the persistent people become champions. Love it. Champions, and we're all champions for Christ here <laughs> at Liberty University. Um, are you, who's your Amen. NFL team? Are you rooting for anyone? If I, your I team actually is don't, in it? I, I don't have a, a, a no. I'm a fan. I enjoy the games, but I don't have yeah. a specific team now. What about basketball? NBA or college guy yeah, only? It's it's been college. Yeah, I actually you mentioned North Carolina. I, I grew up with a in a family that North Carolina Let's was. Go, yeah, so, baby. so Dean Dean Smith and 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 certainly Roy Williams and all that like that. That's uh, hey, it's high up. Coach, in the what, off, what so. letter comes after K? What letter comes after K, Emily? I don't know. I'd have to say the alphabet. Okay. Well, <laughs> I really don't. I, I know where this is going. He I, knows I can't, exactly I can't, where he's I going. can't play. He's into not going to play into it. Not going to play into it. Coach K. What letter comes after K? L. D L took an L from the Tar Heels. Back to back. Oh my gosh. Okay. Love it. Um, what Love maybe it. the Flames will be your next um, topic of conversation. Oh, one more thing, Coach. We gotta games. bring in the next year, whoever does your scheduling, whoever does the scheduling, let's get the Huntington Foresters from Huntington, Indiana to come to Lynchburg, Virginia no to play the Liberty to come Flames. Play Liberty. Nope. Well, you, you haven't heard about the, the scheduling issues? I don't care. Let, let's let's get <laughs> We got a special Foresters. connection now. We so, got a yeah. special connection. I'll... My son is the assistant coach at Huntington University, Corey Alford, head coach. They're ready to load up the bus and make the long trip from Indiana. And let's get him. Let's well, get maybe him he there. can um, listen to this for your TED Talk and um, Yeah. You know how they say it, that's above my pay grade. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll pass it just up. The line. We're yeah, just, yeah. I'm just trying to get one step closer. Coach, are yeah. you a pickleball guy? So no, but I've heard I, I've heard the, the, the fascinating stories. Yeah, of, of, of the pickleball. So, yeah, do you play he, tennis growing up at all? So no, not at all. So any racket so, sports? Really? Any racket no racket sports. Oh my it gosh. was it was it was baseball, basketball, football. I got, it was I just got the, a pickleball it was the set. You're an athlete. We'll get, you out, athlete. We'll get you out there. You're an athlete. We'll get you out there. Because I'm a woman. You, so. you'll, you'll, I, I've heard about this. You gotta so, you gotta let anyone get in so there. She is so sensitive about the woman. Well, topic. here's the thing. Like, She's so sensitive about it. I'm probably more athletic, and I'm not trying to do my own horn, but I'm probably more athletic than 90 percent of women out there. So, I'm just saying. D1 athlete here. <laughs> all right. That, <laughs> that's all. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Thank I'm you. sorry Matt wasn't here to like rain us in. Matt would have rained back in yeah, a yeah. little bit. I told him we, he was going to be here for 15 minutes, and here we are. Like, yeah. Uh, no problem. Thank you so later. much. I, I yeah, appreciate thanks it. Thanks for coming. I'm really excited for you guys. You guys are going to tear up the A sun. I know you're not allowed to say that, but I have a good feeling and excited. Thursday night. Be, the, the students, I think, are back Wednesday or not till next Monday. I but I need this play. Yeah. I need Liberty Arena packed out for the game on Thursday night. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. Coach, thanks again. Who's, who's who are they playing Thursday? Who are playing Thursday? Uh, North Alabama. North Alabama. Yeah. Yes, I, like, need to be better about my are they any good? How are they good? How are they? Pretty good? They're good. Yeah, the whole good. league's good. Whole I league's know. Good. Yeah. It's no nights off for no sure. No nights off, man. Um, 
Be sure to check back in with us next week. We'll talk some more men's hoops. Um, by the way, if you're looking to buy a home, Joe Yock is your go. guy. Thank the Flame you. Central podcast is powered by Alcova Mortgage. So go to the Google machine and type in. Go to the Google machine. Joe, J-A-U-C-H, pronounce Yock, not the way another coach pronounced it. But that's okay. Um, go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he can help you we out. We love you, Coach Freeze. Don't you ever forget it. Okay. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening or watching. We'll see you back here next week.